everyone, and welcome to episode 75 of Mothering Anxiety. Today's episode is self-sabotage. It's funny because I am recording this podcast around 5 p.m. on Sunday night when these air at 6 a.m. Monday morning. Um, And I told my husband, I was like, I am self-sabotaging myself into like not being more prepared or not having this like ready because usually I have it ready by at least Thursday. And I was like, I just forgot. And it's not that I forgot. It was totally my fault, me self-sabotaging myself. Um, I had said last week that I was going to do this episode this week on self-sabotage, but some things occurred in my life and y'all know that I like to... um, make episodes based on things going on like in time, right? So I recorded next week's episode this week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's fine. Cause I did it. I think I like on Monday or Tuesday. And then I was like, it's fine. I'll have like Wednesday to kind of just like relax. And then I'll record it on Thursday. But Thursday came and just like shit happened. And then Friday, Saturday, and we'll allow I am here Sunday at 5 p.m. Uh, recording this episode about self-sabotage as I self-sabotaged my timing (laughs) on this episode. So I went ahead and just quickly googled what does self-sabotaging mean. I feel that I have a pretty concrete meaning to that, to self-sabotaging, but I was like, let's google it. Let's see just kind of what pops up. Let's see what articles pop up. Let me see what I can learn and research for this episode. And according to google, Self-sabotage refers to behaviors or thought patterns that hold you back and prevent you from doing what you want to do. Yeah, I would think that's what self-sabotaging was. Um, I am a huge self-sabotager and I would say that I self-sabotage myself because I am an overthinker and I overthink everything. And because I overthink, then I'm just like, oh shit, no, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And then it's like, I almost like speak it into the universe. And I'll explain that on a different episode um, based on a book that I read and like, um, just kind of what I have learned. But if you kind of keep going through Google, one thing that it says, it's why do I keep self-sabotaging myself? And this is where I found it like a little bit interesting. It says, self-sabotaging behavior often stems from feelings of anxiety, anger, and worthlessness. Now, if you've been following along on this podcast and on this journey, you know, well, one, that I suffer from anxiety, (laughs) ta-da, but two, that I have greatly suffered from feeling worthless, and that stems from my childhood, right? That stems from me just feeling that I didn't belong in my family, learning and knowing that I was essentially a mistake, right? That like, that there was no point of me being alive. Um, I came from two teenage parents. I don't think realistically any teenage parent or any teenage person wants to be a parent, right? Uh, my father was absent in my life, which till this day, I don't a hundred percent know why. Um, but my mother was also very emotionally neglectful. So, you know, you just kind of, you know, you kind of put all of that together and you get 
me, which is a person who thinks she is worthless and truly just has no purpose or no meaning in this life. So as I continued to just kind of look through Google and see like, okay, well, what else is there on self-sabotaging? It says, I came across um, an article that says list of self-sabotaging behaviors. And I was like, all right, let's see how many of these I check off. (laughs) Um, One was poor work life, procrastination, lack of clarity, indecisiveness. Um, yes, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say. No, yes, I am a huge procrastinator. I have a list of things that I want to do and I want to accomplish, but I just like put it off. And one of the main reasons why I put it off is because I just don't think that I'm good enough to complete these tasks, these goals. I think that, um, I'm going to fail. I think that people are going to think I'm crazy. I think that people are going to think that I'm reaching, right? Because I have like goals that I want to accomplish. And I feel that like people are going to be like, what? You want to do that? Or you want to create that? Like, girl, like, who do you think you are? You are a mom (laughs) who has a podcast, like, calm down, you know, like, get off your high horse. Um, That would be also stemming from me feeling worthless, right? Like me feeling that I just don't have a purpose and I don't have a meaning in this life. Behavior number two is people pleasing, being too nice, over apologizing, having no healthy boundaries, going along with the agenda of others. Yes, (laughs) I am a people pleaser to the max and I've had I've recorded an episode on this I've had a licensed therapist talk about why people are people pleasers it was my very very open um, therapy session that I recorded publicly for you all to listen to as to why I think I'm a people pleaser Um, but honestly though I can say that this people pleasing behavior is probably the one that I have been able to manage the most, at least lately. Um, I have stopped giving a crap on certain things, not on everything, okay? Because I still have that feeling of worthlessness and I still have the procrastination and I still feel that like people are going to think I'm weird because of the goals that I've set out for myself, right? But in certain aspects in my life, that people-pleasing tendency that I had is kind of gone. Um, I have really learned to just say no to most things (laughs) or to a lot of things. I've learned to say no and just like not feel guilty about it and just realize that it, I'm saying no for a healthy reason. It's not to be rude. It's not to be mean. It's not to be a bitch. Like it's not, it's simply saying me saying no, because It just doesn't align with what it is that I want in my life. I know that a lot of you, though, are still very much deep into this people-pleasing mentality, which is fine, which is okay, which is why I am talking about this, which is why I've recorded many episodes on people-pleasing. But I am also here on the other side. Not comp- I haven't climbed over that wall. I'm like eh, about three quarters of the way, right, to finally not be a people pleaser. I feel that like 
to some degree, I will always be a people pleaser uh, simply because I'm just generally a nice person. Okay. I would like to think that I'm a nice person, but like I'm generally a nice and a caring person, right? And I don't want to do bad by others, but there comes a point and time in your life where you have to learn to just kind of stop and say no and set those boundaries to the people that are truly just, or to the things that are just like messing with your mental health. It took me a long time, okay? (laughs) Like, it truly took me a long time. And even still today, even to the things that I have said no to or set boundaries to, there are times where I still feel guilty. And I think that's what makes me, or that's what I think makes me a nice person is because I still feel guilty for saying no or for setting boundaries or for standing my ground, whatever it might be. Behavior number three is inner passivity. And I might be saying that word wrong. Um... But it's avoiding responsibility, victimhood, being suggestible. Um, yes, but mainly to the victimhood. For a very long time, I did play the victim. And I expected, I I basically had this like, entitlement. I I felt that the people that would come into my life needed to treat me a certain way simply because I was not treated that way as a child. I played the victim. I would say like, boo-hoo, poor me. You know, my mom didn't love me. My dad didn't care or whatever. Um, And I, I needed either these relationships or these friendships to fill that hole that I had in my heart. And I had these expectations, like super high expectations. And it it was just a sense of like entitlement, right? Victimhood. I I played the victim. I was like, don't you know that my mom treated me this way? Like, why can't you treat me better? Don't you know that my dad left me? Like, why can't you, you know, not leave me, right? Abandonment issues, anxious attachment style, everything that comes along with however it is that I was raised. When I was like doing it, I didn't really realize what I was doing, right? It it took me going on this healing journey and taking the time to reflect to realize like, oh, that was not right. That was not okay. That was a toxic trait that I picked up based on the toxic people in my life, right? That was a toxic trait that I picked up in order to survive because I just needed to feel loved and to feel the warmth and to feel like wanted that I was just expecting this out of these people that truly honestly like did not (laughs) need to go through that um that didn't really like owe me anything at all and yes like I would talk to friends cry to friends event to friends but it was always like me crying and expressing what was going on but never trying to change my own behavior or, you know, set the boundaries or stand up for myself or whatever. I was playing the victim, right? Like I wanted a pity party. And I remember someone telling me this back a long time ago when I wasn't ready to accept that I may or may not have some flaws. Okay. We all do. But, um, I remember someone telling me, like, you're just looking for a pity party. And I was pissed. I was like, what? 
like, no, like I'm expecting you to make me feel better. Right. Which, yeah, that, that's kind of a pity party. Um, so it, it took me a while and it took me growing to realize like that that wasn't okay. That again, these people that I would vent to and talk to didn't really owe me anything. Right. I also wasn't willing to change my behaviors, right? Like I also wasn't willing to either stand up for myself or to say something or to say no. Like I was just allowing this to continue. Um, Self-sabotaging myself. I wasn't like, I I was crying, but it was like, I'm going to cry about this again next week and next week when it continues to happen because I'm not willing to do anything to make it change. So that was me self-sabotaging myself. It wasn't the person that was doing the abusing or the person that was doing me wrong. It, it was me doing it to myself because I wasn't willing to change. I wasn't willing to be like, hey, yo, stop. Now I can very proudly say that I am not in that victimhood mentality anymore. Now someone says something wrong or does something wrong, I will be like, nope, goodbye. You know, like I I don't need that. I don't need negativity in my life. I have spent way too much time, way too much time trying to better myself and trying to fix my toxic traits that I have picked up along the way. I will be the first person to admit that I've had toxic traits. Sometimes I wasn't the best friend. Sometimes I wasn't the best daughter. Sometimes I wasn't the best girlfriend. Sometimes even now I'm not the best wife, right? But it's the fact that I'm willing to learn and willing to change that is kind of taking me away from me self-sabotaging myself. I still have these self-sabotaging like tendencies and, and mentality like I still do. But I am, like I said, I am like three quarters of the way up that wall and I'm not completely over it just yet. Self-sabotaging behavior number four is low self-esteem. Guys, <laughs> I, till this day, still have no self-esteem. Like, some days I think I do, and some days I'm like, okay, it's fine. I, you know, I am perfect the way that I am. I am beautiful the way that I am. I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll be like, my body is, you know, perfect the way that it is. I don't need to change it. I don't need to alter it. Yes, still work out to be healthy, right? But like, I am good. My body has created a baby. Like she is healthy and big. Like, obviously that's going to change things around. Like I self-sabotage my own journey to creating some self-esteem in my life. Um, Just this morning, so last night we went out to eat to Buffalo Wild Wings, which is not a place that like we would ever go to, but my husband wanted wings, right? Next time, honestly, we're just going to go to Wingstop because one, it's way cheaper and two, it's lot faster (laughs) but we went to Buffalo Wild Wings I think one of the reasons why was because my daughter had been asking to go to a restaurant to sit down so we were like okay well you can't really I mean I guess you can sit at Wingstop but we're like okay let's just go to Buffalo Wild Wings and we went to Buffalo Wild Wings it took fucking forever okay like it took forever and um not to mention you know it's more of like a like I guess like a like a bar scene right and I mean, there's kids everywhere, but 
It's more of like you go with your friends, you drink some beer, you eat some wings, you watch the game or the fight or whatever it is, right? And we were just like there, one, hangry because we're waiting so long for our food. I think it took like an hour for our food. Um, and we're waiting and I just look at my husband and I look around and I was like, I don't, I don't miss this, right? I was like, I don't miss this scene. I mean, did I go to Buffalo Wild Wings when I was younger and like drinking? Yeah, of course. But I told him, I was like, I don't miss this. Like, when you're eating like crap and you're drinking like crap, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and feel like shit. And like, I just, I don't miss this. But anyways, the point to my story is, obviously, we ate really crappy food. We didn't drink. My husband doesn't drink. I don't drink. But we ate really crappy, greasy food, right? Um, I think we ordered like the sampler that had like the onion rings, the mozzarella sticks, some wings, some nachos. My husband got an extra side of wings, like just like greasy food. And I am getting older. I have learned to accept that and stuff like that just doesn't settle well with my stomach. But also it just doesn't settle well with my body in general. So for starters, I didn't get the best sleep last night because it was like heartburn, indigestion, (laughs) like... I was like, I don't know if I'm going to puke or shit myself right now. Like, this is just not feeling good in my stomach at the moment. Because uh, we don't normally eat that kind of stuff. Like, we don't normally eat super greasy food. And we had a lot of it. <laughs> I was just, like, not able to sleep. And then I woke up this morning and my face was just, like, poofy. Like, just, like, swollen. One, from, like, not sleeping. And two, from just, like the water retention and just like all the grease, you know, like as you get older, it just kind of comes out on your face or maybe it did as I was younger and I never noticed. But now that I'm older, like if I eat like shit, I can see it. Like I can see it in my face. My face is just like blown up. So for starters, we woke up late to go to church. (laughs) So I was in the bathroom and I was like, hey, let me just try and fix this with some makeup. But I'm looking at myself and I'm just like, wow, I am ugly. Like, look at my face. Like, look at how poofy it is. I have a few new breakouts because I have been doing a horrible job at washing my face at night. And I'm just like, look at these breakouts. Like, I look so tired. Look at these bags under my eyes. Look at my hair. Like, it's just gross. It's just disgusting. I was literally staring at myself in the mirror and self-sabotaging myself. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but like I've stopped posting pictures of myself on my Instagrams because I just don't feel good about myself like at the moment or like ever really. (laughs) Sometimes I, I like to think that I feel good and that I think that I look good, but lately it's just been like, what is going on with you? You know, and I haven't changed my diet routine, not that I diet, but like I haven't changed the way that I eat, I'm still doing my workouts. Like nothing in my body has like drastically changed or anything. Right. But for whatever reason, I am just in that mental state where I'm just like, I am disgusting. I want to say that it comes hand in hand with like the seasonal depressive affective disorders. Is that what it is? Right. Sad. Um, it's still cold outside. Right. Nobody feels good or sexy I guess nobody feels good in like sweatpants or like long sweater like no one feels good about their body when they're all bundled up so maybe that has a little bit to do with it you know like 
um, when we used to go out and I would get dressed up, wear a cute dress, wear some boots or something. But right now it's so freaking cold that I'm just like pants, jeans, leggings, big sweater, big jacket. Let's go. Right. So that could kind of play into it. Um, it's just it's cold. It still gets dark super early. Like I'm sure that all of that has to do with like me just like not feeling good about myself because I do feel good in dresses like I'm not a girly girl but I will put on a dress with boots <laughs> um and I feel I feel good that way like my arms are looking super ripped right now but I can't show them off right <laughs> because it's freaking cold who's gonna wear a tank top when it's like 28 degrees outside also in the winter months like I don't go out as much so there's not as much sunlight so my skin gets dull like I've always been very pale and very pasty like in high school and middle school people used to make fun of me like in high school was when twilight came out and they would be like Maria you're a fucking vampire <laughs> like I've always been very pasty but in the winter time like I get even more pastier I don't even know if that's a word or how that's possible but um I can just see my face like just like dull and dry right winter time your skin gets drier my lips are like super dry all the time no matter how much chapstick I put on and then because I have anxiety I pick at the skin and then that just makes it rip and that makes it even more crusty and gross sorry sorry for that TMI but it's just like all of it <laughs> like it's literally just like all of it not feeling good um I want to say that I have tried so hard on like building up my self-esteem, but then I just have moments like this, like this morning where I stared at my face and I was like, you are disgusting. That's me self-sabotaging myself and self-sabotaging my growth, my healing. Like that, that's me. Nobody's telling me that I'm ugly. I mean, maybe some people think that, <laughs> but like, Nobody's telling me that I'm ugly. Nobody's telling me that I need to work out. Nobody's telling me that I need to stop eating fucking wings and buffalo wild wings. Like, no, nobody, is, nobody is telling me that. That's me. That is literally me. Self-sabotaging myself. And in the end, it's self-sabotaging what I feel is my growth as a person. I know that I've probably mentioned this story a few times on here, but my very first time that I was going to therapy, I was 23, maybe 24 years old. Um, and my therapist was like straight up said, you have no self-esteem. And at that point, she proceeded to make me write a list of 10 things that I liked about myself. And I could not think of a single thing. I'm about to be 31 years old from 23 to 31, I have still not been able to gain that self-esteem. Like there will be moments, there will be times where I feel really good about myself, but then there are moments where I just feel like absolute shit. And who is the one doing this? It's nobody. Nobody's, like I said, nobody's calling me ugly. Nobody's calling me fat. If anything, my husband every fucking day, <laughs> sometimes is a little annoyed, but I appreciate him for trying. Um, he'll tell me every day, you're beautiful. Like you're beautiful. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like you have to say that you're my husband. 
but that again that's me self-sabotaging myself like why can't I just hear what he says and embrace it and and take it to my heart and then like when I'm staring at myself in the mirror all poofy and gross from eating all this shit food like why can't I just remember him saying you're beautiful as opposed to me saying you're disgusting this fourth behavior of self low self-esteem on self-sabotaging is probably the one that I suffer with the most um I don't I I don't know how to fix it (laughs) usually I have some insight at the end of these episodes where I'm like well do this or well I've been doing this but I have no idea (laughs) I don't know um and it's something that truly scares me because I have a daughter (laughs) right I have a daughter Although she is the most confident little girl in the entire world, which I don't like, I don't know how she gets that because I mean, I'm sure it's from us and the way that we're parenting her. But like, if you compare her to me, like, it's just like, this is your mom. Like your mom hates herself, but you love yourself. You know, like, it's just, mm. um, I try really hard to make sure that she doesn't see me feeling bad about myself. Right. I try really hard. But I also am a firm believer in her knowing that, you know, we are human, that we have emotions and that we have insecurities and that that's okay, that that's part of life. Um, but it, it scares me because I'm like, I, I need to learn to love myself because one of these days she's going to see me looking at myself in the mirror and making a face and that's going to make her look at herself in the mirror and be like, oh, if my mom doesn't like this about her and I am like my mom, then maybe I shouldn't like this about myself either. And that's kind of terrifying, right? Because I'm trying to break the cycle and I'm trying to have her have high self-esteem, good self-esteem, have her have high confidence, good confidence, right? And I'm just trying to teach myself at the same time. And that's hard. (laughs) It's hard. Like this whole reparenting yourself as you're parenting your child or your children, like that that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. It's not easy. So if it's one thing that I need to work on, if it's one toxic trait that I need to fix or get rid of is my low self-esteem. I need to appreciate myself for who I am and, and what I am. I need to appreciate my body for what it's done. I mean, it gave me, it gave me my daughter, <laughs> right? That's what it, that's what it did. I need to just be happy and accept myself for me. I feel that like I would feel a hundred times better just throughout the day in general if I simply loved myself a little bit more. (laughs) Self-sabotage. Do you suffer from any of these like four self-sabotaging behaviors? Need it be the low self-esteem, the inner passivity, people-pleasing, poor work life? That is all you and that is all up to you to work on. Self-sabotage. Self meaning you. You are doing this to yourself. Nobody's stopping you. Nobody's telling you no. Nobody's telling you you're ugly. It's you. It's you are the one stopping yourself. You're the one telling yourself you're ugly. You're the one essentially like just destroying what you can accomplish. 
yeah, I know that's kind of sad and that's kind of harsh, but like that's the ultimate reality of it. Us ourselves, us the self-sabotagers, we are the ones self-sabotaging ourselves. How do we stop? By knowing that we're the ones that are going to need to take care of ourselves at the end of the day. Nobody else is going to take care of you. Nobody else is going to do the work for you. It's you. It is up to you to change your self-sabotaging behaviors. This episode um, definitely is like a huge reflection on like what I am doing. But now I am like overthinking this and self-sabotaging myself and thinking that I'm not as far on my healing journey that I am, right? Who's saying that? Nobody but me, but myself. I'm self-sabotaging myself. At the end of the day, I'm still proud of where I have come because I have come an extremely, extremely long way and it has not been easy. But I also understand and I am realistic and I know that there are things that I still need to work on. Healing is never ending. Healing is a journey that we're going to have to go through our entire lives. But we need to realize that the reason why we are doing this is to be better for ourselves and to be better for the future generations. Let's try and make an effort to stop self-sabotaging ourselves. You have the power and only you have the power to stop those behaviors. And and you can do it. It's totally doable. I haven't stopped all of them, <laughs> but I am getting close to. And like I said, I don't think that I will ever be able to stop every single one of them 100%. I feel that... You know, at some points, I'm going to feel down on myself. At some points, I'm going to feel guilty for saying no. At some points, I'm going to keep procrastinating, right? Nobody's perfect. We're not perfect. But you are the only one who has the ability to stop these behaviors, to stop self-sabotaging yourself, and to get to where it is that you want to get to. I hope that something I said makes a little bit of sense (laughs) or I hope that something I said gives someone some insight um this is something that I obviously still need to work on um I didn't realize how deep these self-sabotaging behaviors I had were until I started recording this and then I'm like ah crap I really need to work on this but at the end of the day I am still extremely proud of where I am now and you should be extremely proud of where you are today too Alrighty, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. Um, next week's episode is going to be on accepting that I am the bad guy. I feel that this is going to be a great continued episode um, to this one because on this one I, you know, I kind of explain a little bit how I've had to accept that I have some toxic traits, right? So accepting that I'm the bad guy is that I have probably been toxic to some people in their lives, uh, based on these traits that I had, based on these traits that I collected as a, as a survival tool for the things that I didn't have growing up. Um, but also, I have to accept that I'm going to be the bad guy for standing up for myself, for setting boundaries, for saying no, for cutting ties. Um, because to these people, to narcissistic people, to toxic people, since they can't control or manipulate me anymore, I am the bad guy. So it's going to kind of go like in two totally different directions as to me having to accept that I'm the bad guy. And that is huge because I 
self-sabotage myself and I'm a people pleaser. (laughs) So needing to be liked and loved by everyone is like a huge thing for me. But it is something that I just have been learning to accept is that one day someone's going to think that I am the bad guy. But with that being said, I do hope that you have a good rest of your day or night, depending on when you're listening to this. And don't forget to live your life, love your life, and love your anxiety. Thank you.